Welcome to Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville, Texas. This is a very special Sunday as we welcome the students from the Denton Wesley Foundation, the United Methodist Campus Ministry for the Colleges and Universities of Denton, Texas. Join us for the message, Community. Welcome to worship here at, First, uh, at Trinity United Methodist Church. <laughs> I was talking about another church earlier. Uh, we are Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville, Texas. We are very blessed to have with us this day uh, several of the students from the Denton Wesley Foundation. That's the campus ministry of the United Methodist Church uh, down for the University of North Texas and Texas Women's University in Denton. And we are just going to be so uh, happy to have them here with us today. Our scripture today is going to be Heather Aldridge. Uh, we're going to be hearing uh, our sermon today from Evan Ivey. So I'm very looking forward to that. If you haven't done so already, we invite you to make an offering to the ministry of this church. You can do that through our website, tumcd.org, through the Church Center app, or through the old-fashioned way of writing a check and sending it to the church office. Hello. Today we'll be reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Okay. Two are, better, two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three stands is not quickly broken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello, everyone. My name is Evan Ivey. Um, I use they or he pronouns. I am a student from UNT. It's my fifth year with the Denton Wesley Foundation. Um, I started at the Wesley in the fall of 2018 when I graduated from high school. Um, I was on the leadership team for a couple of years and then I was the pastoral intern and now I am so, so proud to be the community care intern at the Wesley. Um, I wanna thank you guys for inviting us here. Um, it means a lot to us as a student ministry to be able to make connections with our extended Methodist family. Um, what is a Wesley Foundation? We are a student ministry on campus. We are funded through the United Methodist Church. Um, and we have worship, we have different resources for students. Um, one thing that I do as a community care intern is to just kind of run our programs and make sure that everyone feels welcome and wanted and valued. A couple things that I've helped start this year, uh, we have our Open Doors program, which is on Thursdays, students can come through. We have free coffee, we have free lunch, we have free groceries, um, and students can come just have a place to commune with each other and to study or whatever else they may need to do. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and give the message for today. Um, <laughs> I'm really nervous because I've only spoken at the Wesley before, so this is kind of a step for me. Um, so just be patient. So the Ecclesiastes scripture that um, Heather just read for us, I've heard it used in a lot of different contexts. We've heard it used for teamwork, for marriage, for friendship, and today I'm looking at community as a sort of broader concept. 
Community plays a major role in my personal theology, which I have been blessed to develop over my years in the Wesley. Humans are relational beings. Um, and I mean, I believe that separate from religion as well. I remember one time in one of my classes, um, they were like, okay, who knows what the first need of like a human is? And I was like, relationship and connection with other humans. And they were like, okay, so it is shelter, but <laughs> thank you for getting us there, right? Um, the first thing God did after making a human was make another human, right? And I think we hear that a lot in a very like gendered sort of conversation about, oh, well, you know, God made a man and now must make a woman. And I want to kind of take a different interpretation of that in God made one human and said, it is not good for humans to be alone. It is not good for us to be by ourselves. We have to have someone else. Community is a theme we see throughout the Bible after that. I think probably the most prominent uh, group we can think of is the disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, but also, there's so many references to villages, to armies even. Um, and, you know, in a historical context, right, villages were, were close together and you depended on your community. I know y'all are doing Hyper International right now. We're providing for small villages. And in our modern world, everything is just so much more spread apart. It's something we saw a lot in COVID in 2020, a couple years ago, um, something we're still making up for with our virtual connection. We have some people who join us virtually. Um, community now is something that you have to actively create. Something else I notice about the Ecclesiastes passage is that community is described as active. We have a lot of active words in the passage, right? We are um, increasing and building the stability of this cord that we're tying together. Uh, we're working towards a return on labor. We're toiling. We're making an impact. And so my argument would be that community is more than just a space, but the act of building that space. One of the first examples of community that I can think of is five years ago uh, in my first semester at the Wesley, um, we were having a bit of a difficult conference at the Wesley, and I really just needed a space away, but I didn't know how to get that. And uh, someone I didn't know well at the time, but is now my best friend, Emerson, um, he just crossed the road, and I didn't know where he was going, so I just followed him, uh, as you do. <laughs> And he climbed a tree, so I was like, up I go. Um, and then we were in the tree together. And he was like, yeah, I noticed that you were getting a little bit stressed out. And so I just thought if we could just get up and away from everything for a minute, like that might be helpful for you. And it really was. And I think that was the first example of someone seeing what I needed and working with me to create that space. Emerson is now a minister, if that surprises anyone. In a community, we not only choose to invite each other in and create a space, but we choose to stay. To be authentic, community needs to be intentional. It needs to have a purpose. I cannot read my own writing, y'all. <laughs> but 
I mean, I definitely didn't always choose to stay in church spaces. Um, and there was definitely a time where I almost left the church, uh, almost right after I joined the Wesley. Um, it was the year that the United Methodist Conference voted to retract their affirmation of LGBTQ individuals. Um, and, you know, in the church I grew up in, like, we didn't really address things. We didn't talk about things. I'm sure that's something we're familiar with in a lot of church spaces. You don't talk about it, right? And I remember I made a promise to myself. I was like, if I go to the Wesley tonight and no one's talking about this, I'm just going to leave because I'm tired of spaces that aren't authentic. And then I showed up and everyone was talking about it. Churches, we don't always want to acknowledge new things, but the world is changing. And sometimes we have to change with it. When we're intentional in the type of community that we build, we share a common identity. We commit to maintain safety for each other. We voted that night to become a reconciling ministry and formally affirm LGBTQ identities. Two years later, I was walking to the Wesley and I had gotten coffee and I was just gonna go hang out for a bit. So obviously something was gonna go wrong. And <laughs> there was a guy outside of the Wesley holding a sign and I was like, oh Lord, that's gonna happen to me right now. Um, and he was just holding something like, you know, saying something that wasn't, that wasn't great. Um, and I was like, sir, you need to move off the Wesley. And he was like, oh, like I didn't realize that this was it. And I was like, you knew. You knew what we stood for and you're doing this on purpose. Um, and I was confident in doing that because I knew that I would be supported in um, choosing our community. Right, because at the Wesley, our choices matter. Our language choices, they matter because they define who we are. People know when they come to the Wesley, you can be yourself. The last part of the Ecclesiastes passage talks about how three chords are not easily broken. We survived a lot of things as a community. And just from talking to y'all before service today, I know you have survived a lot of things as a community as well. We survived a change in pastors. We're so happy to have Marianne, but it's a transition, right? We survived COVID. Um, again, I've been here five years, so I've seen entire generations of Wesley students, right? People who were freshmen when I got here are graduated and gone. Um, and still, even when I'm in a room full of new people, it feels the same because we've really created such a strong identity as a church, as a community, that I still know we value the same things, right? I still feel safe. A few weeks ago, um, a newer student came up to me and was like, Evan, like, you know, if I didn't, if you weren't so open about who you are, and I like sort of paused because I was like, am I? <laughs> like, I find that in a lot of spaces, especially in churches, you have to be a certain type of person. And I experience that a lot in my life. I work at In-N-Out Burger, <laughs> which is a bit of a conservative environment. Um, and you know, I'm a student and I'm sort of a different person in all of those spaces because we have to be, to be safe, we hide parts of ourselves. 
And I guess I didn't even realize how open I was at the Wesley. It was not even a second thought, a first thought, really, that, of course, I'm completely myself here. Um, And it really, her telling me that really made me think that, well, I've been here, you know, as the community care intern, making sure everyone's needs are met, creating space for other people. They've been creating space for me the whole time. And... I think that when we create space for others to be their authentic selves, when we're putting that effort in, it's easier for us to be our authentic self as well. Another aspect of authenticity is just the chaos of existing in this time, right? Especially being a young adult in this time, I think it's a very transitional period of life. And it's hard and lonely and messy and really, really stressful. Um, And, you know, the Wesley does a great, great job at at that. um, We always have leftovers in the fridge, things like that. Um, And, you know, there's some good chaos too, right, Uh, that comes with being a college student in a campus ministry. Uh, especially loved the part where I was on a really bad date that it was far too late to back out of, looked up across the coffee shop and saw my campus minister. (laughs) That was exciting for me. Um, And within all this chaos, Lord, I think that the Wesley is a landmark for a lot of people. As the community care intern, um, I just love the title because everyone kind of... uh, helps me joke about it, right? I'll do something super mundane, and they'll be like, Evan, taking care of the community. Look at you go. That Keurig is the community. You are filling it up. Good job. That's the care, right? Um, I think the key to fostering community is to meet people where they're at, Um, whatever need that is. Because in a lot of churches, we look at ministry as being like, oh, the sermon and the Bible study. And the reality is that texting a freshman through her first ever breakup or um, making sure that the right people get the leftovers in the fridge because they're not going to make rent this month if they buy groceries or, you know, letting someone come in to take a nap on the sofa, stocking the kind of coffee creamer that doesn't have your niche allergy. (laughs) That's all ministry. I think it is critical, if not more so than anything we could say in a sermon. And the reality is that through my years at the Wesley, I have not always felt Methodist, religious, spiritual. That's the reality of being in this part of your life, right? You're figuring out who you are and what you believe, and sometimes it doesn't always align with what the church down the street insists that you need to be. And... So that's not really why I kept coming back or why our people keep coming back. We keep coming back because people go where they're loved and valued. We feel like there is a place for us there. And I think that is the most important thing. And I just want to continue inviting myself and inviting everyone who's part of a community to continue to be intentional with the community we're creating, to meet people where they're at, and to continue creating space for yourself and for others. I want to thank you again so much for having me and invite Marianne up to close us in prayer. Thank you.
Before our next hymn, would you pray with me? Holy and living God, we are so grateful for this time and place, for these special people that you have set apart so that we could glean something new and true from your spirit and your word present with us. We're thankful for Evan and for all of the testimonies of the ways that this connection and community um, has transformed people that you dearly love. Um, and we are grateful to be together this morning. Uh, may you continue to open us up and fill us up with your spirit and your word. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. And now let us pray the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Remember that you can always find recordings of our service on our website, tumcd.org, on our Facebook page, or you can hear the audio on our podcast, Jane's Most Excellent Church Adventure. Continue to be praying for Trinity. Continue to be praying for the Denton Wesley Foundation. I'm going to invite uh, Reverend Marianne to come in, come up and give our benediction. So Reverend Marianne. As you go from this place, leave with this blessing. May you be upheld by God's great love for you. A love that indwells this community and all the communities of which you are a part. A love that can't quite be scheduled or determined, can't be bought, sold, or traded, but can only be shared. And the sharing of it makes it only stronger. Go to share it with all those you encounter this week. Go joyfully and wholeheartedly. Amen. We hope today's service was a blessing to you. Join us every Sunday here on Facebook Live at 11 a.m. Next Sunday, we begin the season of Advent as we look forward to the coming of the Christ child on Christmas morning. You can always access our services through our website, tumcd.org, our Facebook page, and our podcast, Jane's Most Excellent Church Adventure. God bless you in the week ahead. We'll see you Sunday at Trinity United Methodist Church. Thank you.